Three shots, four part, I just do two, one pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, M2, pop five, fairway, what you finna do? Think I'll try to get on into, start right, good line, good view, it drew, shoot him, make Gavin, two thumbs that's up high and two fingers pointed. The green jacket is going north of the border. Mike Weir has won the Masters. Sometimes these part three green look like an island. I plunge in and keep it on dry land. At least I'm a try man. I up with the five and might use the trap man. I got a chip man. Last thing will boss be rated that best man. And we're that okay. Welcome to On the Screws podcast, Ryder Cup week. And Bryce is back. How are you doing, Bryce? It's good to have you back. You've been away for a couple of weeks. It's uh, it's good to reconnect. How, how's things? Yeah, things are going well. Um, really fired up for this weekend. Watch some uh. A different style of golf that we don't get that much during the year, once a year. Well, yeah, because it, it's kind of like back to WGC match play. So, so many people are like, you know, don't love match play or whatever it is, but I love it. Like, I used to play it a lot in high school golf and whatnot. I enjoy it. I think it's it's kind of cool. And it's the way the Ryder Cup is like a team format, like everybody knows, right? So, it's... For me, one of the most exciting... Well, it doesn't happen every year, but one of the most exciting weeks in golf, right? So... Just a little bit of housekeeping before we hop into it. Um, we've had, you know, a lot of people checking out our, uh, our our page over at OTS Golf on Instagram. So thank you. Anybody checking out um, the YouTube page over at On The Screws Golf Podcast or On The Screws Podcast on YouTube. Really appreciate everybody checking out that. We've uh, got a lot of traffic heading over there now. So it helps us out if you're not already. Go over and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of the uh, the usual stuff. Please check it out. But yeah, Ryder Cup week is here. So I I touched on it a bit last week. We were lucky to be joined by uh, Nick Bradley. He's an elite golf instructor. He's worked with Nick Faldo. He's worked with Justin Rose. He worked with the 2014 Ryder Cup team as part of the staff. So his job was kind of the mental aspect of it. Um, He was able to create some photography to kind of like put some imaging together to have the, like they were big favorites that year and kind of have them, you know, ready to perform at that kind of elite level. And they, they sort of dominated. That was a year that Phil had issues with like Tom Watson and whatnot. And yeah, it's, they crushed the U S but for anybody who doesn't know, and, and I mentioned it last week quickly, there's three formats. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this weekend. So starting today, if you're listening to this on Friday, will be foursome. So that's a 2v2 alternate shot. Scored as match play. So um, anybody who is kind of new to golf or checking out this podcast, match play is sort of like Bryce and I playing a match against each other. So if Bryce shoots a three on a hole and birdies a part four and I shoot a four, that means he goes one up. He wins that hole. If we both shoot the same score, we have it. So on and so forth. You can get to a point where if we're on the 17th hole and we finish that hole and Bryce is up two, that means we're two and one. So going into the 17th, I would be dormy. Bryce wins the match two and one if I have no ability to come back. So four some starting on Friday, four ball on Saturday. At least that's the schedule that they have released so far. We did just get a couple of the, uh, the matchups. Sorry, I'll speed through this here, Bryce, but, uh, 2v2 best ball. Um, so everybody knows best ball, not scramble, but best ball. So you're playing your own ball. If Bryce and I are on a team playing together, we play our own ball. If he shoots a three and I shoot a four, we're going to take his score as a team, take that score and play it against our two opponents in a match play format. 
And then everybody loves the straight singles on Sunday. So that's when you get to see the best players in the world play against each other. So Bryce, let's go back and forth. Let's kind of talk about the different formats. Let's talk about who we think will be, you know, playing against one another. Um, luckily for the foursomes, we just got some of the, uh, the matchups listed. So I know you mentioned Bryce that you had a prediction for one of them. What was that? Yeah. So I had, uh, I said I wanted Justin Thomas and Speed to play together because I think they're best buddies. They bounce off each other and they can get each other going. And apparently, I wasn't the only one thinking that because they're uh, yeah. they're the first pairing going out. Yeah, Stricker was definitely thinking about that. I guess I shouldn't say prediction, but it was more or less like a a, a hope to see, right? And and yeah. I know you you and I were talking about how dominant Justin Thomas has been in kind of um, team play, right? So they're going out first matchup against the world number one. John Rom and Sergio Garcia. So Sergio Garcia, I saw a stat the other day that he has like 25 and a half Ryder Cup points to his own name. So I think he has more points than like DJ, X, Finau, Brooks, Bryson, like Speed, and like so many people combined all in one, right? So Sergio is kind of like the GOAT of, you know, well, I guess Poulter is too, but like he is kind of like a point producing machine for the European team. So for the purpose of this podcast, I can't say I completely feel like the Europeans are going to win, but I'm going to be team EU. Bryce is going to be team US because Bryce lives in the US now. So it makes sense. Second matchup going out, we got DJ Morikawa um, versus Paul Casey and Hovland. So what do you think about this one, Bryce? So that was, uh, that's going to be my prediction um, aside to Thomas and Spieth to be, a pretty dominant um, foursome because, I mean, DJ hits the ball a long way. And, I mean, Morikawa does too, but Morikawa is one of the purest iron strikers on tour. I mean, if DJ yeah. puts him out there with 180 or less, I mean, he, it's going to be close to the pin for birdie almost 80%, 90% of the time because Morikawa's iron game and wedge game. So I think that's going to be a strong, strong two- twosome. My only concern is putting for both of them. I right. mean, Morikawa isn't the greatest putter, and DJ has struggled at times. So if they can putt, I, I, they're going to be pretty dominant, I think. Yeah, and the other group, you got two really good putters. Although, Hovland kind of, things happen with Hovland sometimes, but the guy has one of the lowest stroke, um, like scoring averages on tour. And I think that they're going to put up a fight. But So one of the things, we'll get to who is in the rest of the groups, but... I kind of, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to see a Brooks or sorry, a Bryson and Morikawa matchup. I thought that you'd have the longest player on tour and you'd have the best iron player on tour. And then last year, Bryson was the best putter on tour. So if you're going alternate shot and Morikawa is hopefully putting you, you know, to 10 feet every time with a flip wedge in his hand, like going into these greens I feel like like Bryson could knock down a lot of those putts, but at the same time, I get what Stricker's doing here because, like, if you're not used to hitting out of that rough like Bryson is, it might not fit your game. But then on the other end of it, on the holes where Morikawa is driving the ball, he's obviously threads the needle every single time middle of the fairway. Might be 290, 300 yards or whatever. But that means, like, even on a long par four, Bryson's still hitting, like, a nine iron in. You know what I mean? So he's going to be receiving a lot of those greens well. But I like it. DJ Morikawa is still a good group. Uh-huh. I think Paul Casey and Hovland will put up a fight, but that is going to be a tough one. 
really like the the Rom Garcia matchup. I think that although JT and Spieth is one of the best players on the planet right now, I think that that is going to be the highlight match that everybody's going to be watching. So match number three, bit of an interesting matchup here. We're going to go with Westy and Fitz on the other side. So Lee Westwood and Matt Fitzpatrick. So I'm pretty sure Matt Fitzpatrick is the second youngest player in the in the field. I believe so. Yeah. With Hovland being the youngest. So that would have been really cool to be able to see like Westwood and Hovland go out. I'm pretty sure they've got like, you know, 25 years in between the two of them. But on oh, the other no, side. Daryl He's young, no? Yeah, I think he's 26. I think he's, uh, yeah, like he's still a pretty young guy, but I think he's he's in his mid-20s. Um but Brooks and Daniel Berger. So, you know, I was big on Daniel Berger making it into this because I think that he's, you know, his Instagram handles like DJ Straight Vibin or whatever. And I think that he is one of the most underrated players on the planet. I think, you know, he's just absolutely clutch. And in, in this format, I think, you know, Brooks can put players in a lot of really good positions as well. And Brooks can, like, he's a, like, he makes, like, he's, he can make shots, man. Like, he is a shot play. Like, he is a, uh, it's hard to explain kind of Brooks's game, but like he is a big game player. You know, he likes to go to the ma- master or the majors and all that. So like, I think this is going to be his type of format. He didn't retract what he said about his team format play, but there was a lot of negativity surrounding some of his comments with the Ryder cup. But pretty much what he said today was, I just said, I haven't played a lot of team play before. And you, it was taken negatively by the media. So my prediction here, though, is I think Westwood and Fitzpatrick will be too solid for the two of them. I think that they're both just – Fitzpatrick's an incredible putter. Westwood has played lights out this year. I think that's going to be a point for the EU. Any any thoughts there, Bryce? Yeah, I mean, Westwood's just so consistent. Well, most of the time, anyway, especially yeah. in past Ryder Cups. Like, he's been – I mean, I, I don't know off the top of my head how many years he's been there, but ever since I can remember, he's played in the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Both, so – and like you said, uh, Fitzpatrick is just a hell of a putter. So, we'll yeah, that, that's oh. that. That one's definitely going to be cl- like it's going to be close that that matchup. Um, and then going into the fourth one, so this was an interesting one because I actually predicted the EU team here. So I'll start off with them with Rory and Ian Poulter. So why I like this in the alternate shot format was because Rory we know is one of the best drivers on tour. Um, fourth in stroke gains off or strokes gained off the tee. And Poulter is third in strokes gained putting. So I think that combination of the two is going to play really well for them. If, you know, Poulter's teeing off and obviously Rory hits a nice iron, puts it in the green. Poulter is, he's been here. He's made a lot of big putts. He's not going to get rattled. He sees kind of like walks in like Conor McGregor with like his arms flailing and stuff. He loves this type of atmosphere. And I think that they're going to be a strong team. However, they're running up against Xander Shoffley and debatably the hottest player on tour right now in Patrick Cantley, player of the year. Um, whether you like it or not, I, I know that there's the, you know, the player poll and then there's also like the golf digest poll or whatever, but Cantley and Rom are the two best players in the world right now. And Xander Shoffley is like unfazed gold medalist at the Olympics. Um, so I think that's going to be a tough team to beat even with, uh, even with Rory there. What do you think, Bryce? Um, I think Xander and Cantley are going to crush him. Um, yeah. I, I hate to say it, but the, if, if Cantley putts like he did uh, a couple weekends ago where he's just 
draining everything. And then if Xander's on the greens, like you're not going to beat him. Yeah. They'll literally drain every putt. And they, I don't think Rory and Poulter will be able to keep up on the greens. I think it's. Yeah. So Cantley and Cantley and. Uh, but it, I think Xander and Patrick Cantley are going to beat him pretty. They both hit the ball pretty, pretty similar off the tee, right? And they find the middle of the fairway. I believe that Xander's a better iron player. I think that he's one of the ones that is approaching that Colin Morikawa class of like the elite iron players on tour. And then, yeah, the way that Canley put it at the BMW was, well, in the last whatever it was, seven holes was the best display of putting we've ever seen, right? So for the purpose of this, I am team EU, and I think splitting day one would be would be nice here. Like splitting these four foursomes would be, uh, yeah. would be, would be a really good score for them. So I guess we move on to four ball. So back to explaining what four ball is, this should be happening on Saturday. The way that they have it on the listed on the website is I thought that this was going to be the first event. So it's a two man best ball. And I guess like, it's just sort of like, you know, you're playing your own ball, trying to play the lowest score. And, for the purpose of me being on the EU team, I went with Hovland Westwood because I thought that it'd be really cool to see the two of them play together. So I assume that we're going to see like Wiesberger get in and stuff. I assume that we're going to see like Tommy Fleetwood, Terrell Hatton, Shane Lowry. I think we're going to see them get in in this event. Obviously they want to utilize all of those guys. Um, But I really liked the pairing of Hovland and Westwood. I think Westwood just goes out and has a great time. So does Hovland always smiling. And I think that it would just be like a really solid matchup for the two. And they would, you know, play well off each other. Westwood, you know, goes out and makes a lot of pars and Hovland goes out and the guy will still shoot a 65 with like a triple bogey on his card. Right. So it's, it's just one of those types of matchups where I think that he can go out and take those chances. Hovland can knowing that West Westwood's going to be there picking up the par, you know, knocking down the odd birdie. What do you have for the uh, four ball? Um, I'm going to touch on two pairings, actually. One sure. is, regardless of day one, how it goes, I think you got to keep Spieth and JT together for, for um, the four ball. Just like I said earlier, they're going to bounce off each other and yeah. give each other numbers, give each other. They know each other's games in and out. I mean, it's you got to keep them together, in my opinion. But my one of my predictions is going to be Tony Finau and Scotty Scheffler. Okay. Um, Tony's not playing tomorrow on Friday, so he'll be amped up getting to go on Saturday. And he's been solid in the past few years playing international events. Very um, solid, very solid, yeah. And Scotty's first year, he's going to be amped up to play. And I think just the energy of them combined is going to be relentless and it's going to be hard to stop. couple Nike athletes, and, well, we know Scotty Scheffler. I think at the start of the year he shot like a 59 and uh and Finau's game right now is really really solid so i was i posted something the other night and Finau checked it out he checked out the story so thanks to tony Finau for <laughs> supporting the page uh come on the podcast if you're listening we would love to have you but uh but yeah like he um his game is solid right now and i think those guys could kind of play off each other but there is a lot of risk reward there in that team right so playing playing I don't know, playing in a Ryder Cup format, that could be a little bit tricky. 
but they have similar styles of game where if it pays off for Stricker, they could go incredibly low and whoever they're playing would be, they would have a tough time beating them. Like, unless you're playing like, you know, Rom and whoever else, like they're going to Garcia or whatever, they're going to have a tough time beating them. Um, but yeah, like moving on to the final day here, just plugging through, like we can, we can, uh, answer any questions if anybody wants to. Again, it's at OTS Golf on Instagram. So if we've missed anything or you want to discuss anything, fire us a DM. We can chat about it. But the highlight of the Ryder Cup for some or a lot of people are the singles on Sunday, right? So there's going to be so many matchups. I only picked one to talk about for the reason of, again, for the purpose of this podcast, I don't necessarily think that the Europeans are going to win. I predicted last week, I think that it's going to be like there's a total combination of 28 points and and i honestly think the u.s is probably gonna be floating around 17 18 19 points they have one of the best teams in u.s history and i think it's gonna be really really tough to beat them but again the purpose of this podcast i'm team eu so i get the pleasure of picking the best player in the world john rom official world golf ranking number one so let me go through a couple of stats for you to just intimidate you bryce as the u.s uh as the u.s representative here so john rom 2021 stats number one the official world golf rankings of course number two in strokes gained off the tee number one in strokes gained tee to green number one in strokes gained total number one in total driving number two in green and regulation percentage number one in birdie average you know where i'm going here with this number yeah. one in par three scoring average number one in total scoring average Number number one in official money last year, making seven point seven million. So, um, keep in mind that doesn't include the FedEx Cup, uh, the final events, because obviously Patrick Hanley made like fifteen million in the one event, right? So, also has the lowest scoring average on tour last year, and that was hold on, I wrote it down here somewhere, sixty nine point three. So, typically we're talking seventy two, you know, par seventy two. So he's shooting almost three strokes under par per per round. That's you're looking at somewhere around 11, 10, 11, 12 under per tournament. And that doesn't even include the rounds where he goes low. Right. So John Rahm is the best player in the world. I think you match him up against anybody and he is going to absolutely dust them. His game right now is too clean. Patrick Cantlay is, you know, playing some of the best golf in the world right now. We got to remember, Patrick Cantley had three or four strokes on him too in, in the FedEx Cup final, right? In the Tour Championship. So I believe John Rom actually had the lowest uh, tournament uh, score total. So I think John Rom is my guy. Like anybody, if you were to pick somebody to play a singles match, you'd probably pick him as well. But you have to pick somebody as a U.S. representative. Who do you got? Yeah. Um... I know this kind of sounds a little familiar, but I got to do Justin Thomas. I mean, I don't have all the stats for him, but I got one stat, and it's all I need. It's 24, 6, and 6 in international tournaments. I like it. You sent me that one earlier, and I thought, like, that's an unbelievable record. So 24, 6, and 6. Quick math would say that he's winning nearly 80% of the matchups he, he plays in international play. So Yeah, so he's uh, 2-0-1 in the Walker Cup, which is uh, the amateur style. Yep. Cup. He is 6-2-2 uh, two two in the President's Cup, and he is 4-1-0 in the Ryder Cup. This is all in the span of his career. So 4-1-0 in mean, the Ryder Cup. I love that stat. That is crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, the stats don't lie. I mean, even if he doesn't pull through in every 
PJ event. I mean, he's obviously coming to play in the uh, international events, and he it's his style of game, being loud and getting in, getting into it with the crowd and making big shots. So he's going to come alive this year and uh, get some points for the U.S. I think no doubt Justin Thomas is going to get some points. I don't know that it's hard, right? Because it, it all depends. We won't know really how the Sunday matchups are going to look until Saturday night, right? So I don't think they're going to release all that many just for the purpose of like Steve Stricker can say, okay, well, you know, we're chasing right now. So if I'm going to play anybody, maybe I'm playing like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say like Scotty Scheffler or something. Cause he went deep into WGC. Remember Scotty Scheffler lost to, Billy Ho in the finals. So, like, 64 players playing in the WGC match play, and Scotty Scheffler knocked off. He knocked off John Rahm. I forgot about that. I talked about that last week. He knocked off Ian Poulter, and I think he played Gary Woodland, maybe, or, or something. So, he, like, he took out some big EU players on the way there. So, I think it's just how they'll kind of format. Like, that's where the captain sees, like, the captains, they're going to have to kind of like structure how they're going to play it, right? So, if some guys aren't playing that well, like, you know, Wiesberger, he's played a lot of the European tour. I think he was the, I think he gets in by being the number one ranking EU player. Um, I think that's how he gets his uh, shot on the team. So, he might kind of throw him up against JT or something. You just never know, right? So, um, and sort of forfeit that point or, or, you know, hope for a, throwing up a Hail Mary, essentially, right? So that's what I love about Ryder Cup. We've seen it so many times, like Patrick Reed in the past with the, you know, shushing the crowd. Like, I I remember seeing he had, like, six straight birdies in a row or something. Like, just such a great event. I can't wait to talk about it. Next week, we're going to recap it a little bit, I'm sure. It'll be, like, our third week in a row talking about the Ryder Cup. But I absolutely love it. We've got some great episodes coming up. We've had a few people ask about... um, what we're playing in our bag and stuff like that. So we want to do a little feature on that. I haven't done one for nearly a year now. So um, a couple of really cool episodes coming up with some pros on the Canadian tour and whatnot. It'll be, uh, it's a good time. It's a good time. And we are um, just a, about a couple months away from the podcast being on for a year. So I know you haven't been on for quite a year yet, Bryce, but we're embarking on uh, a year and that's a big time in the podcast world. So I'm looking forward to it. Maybe we can put together a giveaway for you guys. Thanks for, you know, supporting OTS golf on Instagram and on the screws podcast on YouTube and wherever you're listening, whether it be Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, anywhere else. So thank you so much guys. Uh, As a team EU representative this week, I hope they play well, but Bryce, I think, uh, I think you're in good shape. Anything you want to add before we, uh, before we take off here, Bryce? No, just thanks again for everyone for listening and uh, have a fun weekend watching some good, entertaining golf. It's going to be so good, man. Like JT, Spieth, Roman Garcia, I keep looking at that, right? So like, you don't think, of, you don't think of Garcia as like an elite player in the world anymore, but he was in the FedEx Cup finale. He was, right now, he's currently third in strokes gained off the tee. So like, he's still hitting some top top stats in the world right now and seeing those four guys lead off the Ryder cup like what a treat right it's gonna be amazing so we'll uh we'll recap it next week thanks a lot bryce appreciate you coming on and uh you're playing a tournament this weekend as well so good luck man thank you all right take it easy he's out in my ball and of course i tee up i lose the ball and i re-up I miss the fairway, I probably end up in the ocean or maybe the beach. And I'm on a part five and I'm finna go reach it. 
second was blind, I see it. Yeah. Feel like it might be an albatross.